Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday's sermon. With me today is Pastor James. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. We are continuing our series on building endurance, taking a look at the uh, second letter to Timothy that was written by Paul. Real quick before we dive into our discussion today, if you have not had a chance to uh, subscribe, please consider doing that. We would love to be able to bring you fresh content uh, on a weekly basis. And if you'd like to be notified every time new content is uploaded, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. So without further ado, let's dive in. Awesome. So, uh, you've kind of been continuing on this discussion of uh, Paul's second letter to Timothy, mm-hmm. specifically chapter three. Um, it's been kind of the, the core scripture for this whole series. And a couple of things that you uh, talked about and um, just kind of diving right into it, getting straight to the heart. One of the things that you pointed out that I personally connect with are these statements that Paul often includes in some of his other letters, not just in this one, 2 Timothy, and it's these therefore, or using the conjunction but, like we see in 2 Timothy, but you, Mm -hmm. or you know, in Ephesians it says, but God who is Mm -hmm. rich in mercy. And, you know, the... The classic, I guess, teaching that you hear a lot of times nowadays is anytime you see the word therefore, you ask the question, what's it there for? Why why are these statements so significant? Why do you think Paul included statements like that? Or why ought we to pay attention when we see phrases and and words like that? Yeah, I I think that the Bible does a really good job of creating contrast. Mm. Um, specifically contrast from, uh, the way, the way, like the natural way of a man, uh, the, the, the flesh, this world, the way that it goes. And, and it contrasts that with what God's heart is for his people. Like, what is it going to look like in my life? And so, you know, leading up to, and that's, that's in verse 10, second Timothy three ten. he says, but uh, but you, Timothy, um, before that, that verses verses two through nine list out all of these ways where Paul is saying, look, in the end times, you're going to see um, a significant increase of these things. But then he comes, and, and I love that because it's, you know, in, in all of these things, the, the, the but is a transition, but it's also, um, it's also about to clarify, like, who on the other side of it. And, you know, in Ephesians, it talks about, but God, like God is about to do something. Mm-hmm. All of these things, these, these very difficult, challenging things, but God, yeah. God is about to do something. God, God provided something. God, God prepared something for you. Yeah. Um, you know, in, um, in, in this moment, Paul is, Paul is saying that there's, there's all of these external things beyond you, Timothy, and, and you're going to see these things taking place all around you. And and I love because it's such a it, it's such an intimate transition because he goes from speaking about all of these external things mm. in a very general sense. There people are going to men are be gonna, gonna gonna become lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Uh, they're going to love pleasure more than they love God. They're going mm. to become uh, have the the appearance of of God, but but they're they're not going to have any of the power, yeah. and then and then Paul transitions, and I can almost you know imagine Paul sitting there. I know just even in my own writings when um, when I'm writing to someone, 
there's always there's always places in that letter that are very personal, yeah. um, very specific to that person. I, I want that connection, and it's it's almost like Paul is coming and saying, but but Timothy, I I know, I know you. I've I've watched you know I've watched those places that you've grown up, and so I think it's important that we not miss the contrast. Yeah. Um, anytime we see those. Um, transition area. I don't even know if is that, is that a word? Can it sure. be a word? Yeah. It's a word yeah, here. It, it is now. In, yeah. yeah. It is from going from one place to another. <laughs> there we That's go. right. Yeah. <laughs> done. So, done. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Um, but these, these words that they really do, they transition us from one thing to another. And, and there's so much of that in scripture. And I think that the, the Bible does such a, such a good job of saying, like this is this is kind of the natural way that we drift, but yeah. there there's a there's something that's coming that that's really going to to clarify what God has done is going to clarify in this instance how we should yeah. live yeah. Uh, on the other side of it. So, and I think that's important because at least in my experience, it can be really easy to sort of see myself in that kind of hero position, Mm -hmm. kind of reading the Bible and forget that, wait a minute, I am just as prone to sin or deception or whatever uh, the case might be, you know, insert negative attribute here. And so I think it's important to see that Paul is saying in the end times, you're going to see people start behaving blank, 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 and to realize, wait a minute, he's writing to people in the church. So there's kind of an element of of sobering and like um, like humbling that needs to come about yeah. and realize like, no, we can be just as um, uh, prone to these things that Paul's writing about. And yet at the same time, that can easily move into a move us into a place of being like unsettled, like, mm. oh, oh gosh, am I gonna am I gonna fall into this camp and be, you know, uh, way like so far off the reservation that I can't find my way back. And yet it seems like Paul is saying, but you, Timothy, Mm -hmm. be aware of these things. Know that this is coming. Don't be so shaken by these things that you wander almost like, you know, when Peter got his eyes off of Jesus and he sank in the, in the sea. Um, Don't be so shaken by these things that it gets you, you know, off track, off the reservation, whatever the case might be. It's almost like this, this grounding says, Timothy, stay the course. Yeah. Stay on track. Even though you're going to see these things, um, know that they're coming and yeah. know that you have that foundation. And Paul even says, because you know who taught you these things, yeah. you know the people, whether it was Paul himself or some of the other firm believers of that time, like, Timothy, you can trust these things. Yeah, and I think that that's, that really becomes important. We, we talk a lot about, you know, relationships and the, the, the people that have been in church for a, a long time have, have probably heard, you know, the three relationships that we all mm-hmm. need to have. We need to have a Paul. We need to have a Timothy. We need to have a Barnabas, that Paul being that uh, kind of that, that older one, whether mm-hmm in physical years or in spiritual years that's speaking into our life that that timothy like who are we pouring into and then that barnabas barnabas was just paul's friend he just was his you know his 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 patriot that ran alongside him and they they did a lot of ministry together but 
I think the, the, the beautiful thing that I see in Second Timothy when Paul comes to Timothy, he, he says, but you, and, and he does a couple of different things. He, he affirms where Timothy's been. Yeah. He cautions him about what's ahead. And then he encourages him that he has what it, it takes to get through it all. Yeah. And, and I love that, that Paul actually uses an example from his own life. And, he, and he, uses, he uses not just relevant examples, he uses recent examples. Mm-hmm. I, I, think that, I think that part of the deficit that I see in the church today is that a lot of people are running out of current examples in their life. Mm-hmm. They, they always want to point back to something that God did a really long time ago. Something that maybe is not uh, significant, yes, but but maybe not relevant to today's age, and and I think that that's a, I I think there's there's great sadness for me in that because God is He is constantly wanting to draw us more and more to be like Him, which means transformation. It means growth. It means these things, but it also means that He's he's going to be using us on a regular basis if we don't have the current testimony. And, and Paul is, I mean, again, Paul is writing from a prison. Like he's, yeah. He is living the testimony as he's writing it. And, and his testimony to those things was, but God delivered mm-hmm. me from them all. Yeah. And I think that we need, we need people like that in our world today that, yeah. have, that have the testimony not of what God did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but here's what God is doing now. And even though I'm now in the midst of my own struggle, my my profession is that, but God delivered me from them all. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's so much of what what is what is captured in the relationship that is taking place between these two men. Yeah. But, but even more so than in the relationship that God desires to have with us through his word, through his through his Holy Spirit, through all of those things that he's doing for yeah. us. And I think speaking of relationships and the value uh, and influence that they can have in our lives, you know, you mm-hmm. talked a little bit about what it means to be a godly influence or to have yeah. godly influence or to identify godly influence. You know, when it comes to kind of having that mentor, if you will, that yeah. relationship who's pouring into you, I think that there can be a lot of... Um, obviously a lot of benefit, Mm -hmm. but I think also the possibility for some trust issues. Mm -hmm. How do I know this person is trustworthy and has my best (laughs) interest? And so what would you say are some ways that we can identify godly influence? You know, this person is, is trustworthy. Um, I I can, I can know their character. Um, I can trust that they have my best interest in, in mind. They love me. They want to see me grow in my walk with the Lord. Um, th- does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so easy, easy answer, and then maybe a little bit more complicated answer. Easy answer is, are they living the life? The, are they living the kind of life I want to live? And, and not like spiritually. Are they... Are they the kind of husband that I want to be to my wife? Are they the kind of Are they the kind of mom that you know a, a woman out there wants to be to her children? Are 
Um, do I see do I see the attributes that I desire from God being lived out in their life? I think that's the hesitation at times. We want to follow we want to follow people who who don't we want what they have, but we don't want who they are. Mm. And I think that we got to be very careful. Yeah. We've we've got to be much more um, much more aware of who people are than just what they have because because I think that the the have can I think the have can mask a lot of who a person is and I, I made a, a statement on Sunday that I said we we tend to we tend to sacrifice um, character for influence yeah um, we tend to sacrifice value for someone's war, net worth yeah. their their financial worth and 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 I think that the, the challenge is one yeah there can be some trust issues listen any any relationship that that I have with another person is going to require some trust yeah. and and it's and it's always going to have the potential to hurt me yeah but that can't be that can't be the the limiting factor be, right. because of what it can also provide me yeah like my marriage requires trust. Mm-hmm. It requires sacrifice, all these things. But but when I experience the value of that, like I don't even count the what it's costing me. Yeah. Because what I'm gaining from it. And so when when looking for those things, I think the first thing is is like, is this person living the kind of life that I desire? Mm-hmm. Um and and you said something a minute ago that has my best interest at heart. Yeah. If if we were to be real honest, I don't even know that I always know what my best interests are. I think sometimes I I think I know what they are. Am I am I surrounding myself with people who are going to love me enough to speak into those things when maybe yeah those aren't the best things yeah and I think what you said at the beginning was really critical. I mean, it's like, it's so simple, but it can also be so easy to miss is Jesus's words. Like you'll know a tree by its fruit. Yeah. You know, and it makes me think of when he cursed the fig tree, you know, it had leaves on it. It looked like it was producing and growing and thriving in the way that it should have been, but there was no fruit. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, on the surface, do we see someone who is, it looks like they've got it all. Like it looks like they've got it going on. They know, you know, they're, they're thriving, they're doing well or whatever, but do they have fruit? Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's obviously, it goes back to what, what Paul was saying. I mean, he says it in two different ways. In, in second Timothy three, five, he says that they have the appearance of godliness, but deny its power. Right. And so there's, there's kind of this caution. He's like, Timothy, there's going to be people that are going to, they're going to look right. Mm Mm-hmm. But you'll you'll know you'll know based upon the power. Well, where does where does power come from? Jesus says that you will you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Right. And so, is a person living a spirit filled life? Are they are they constantly? Do I see this person exercising faith in everything that they're doing throughout their day? Right. You know, living under the power of the Holy Spirit. But then but then he goes and and he says, "You have seen my example." Mm-hmm my conduct. And then he goes through some pretty like if if I'm looking for someone to follow, that's a pretty good list 
to check off. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not big yeah. on being like, look, if we're just going to check the box, check the box, check the box. But, but he doesn't leave a whole lot to question there. Yeah. My love, my, my perseverance, like, and he just lists these, I'm patient and, you know, long suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to persevere through some of these things. Yeah. Um, and like, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. It's a really good list. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just as a, as a point to wrap up on, I, I think what you said about the, the benefit outweighs the risk mm-hmm. when you, when you look at, um, the role and importance that influence, right influence, godly influence, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, that Paul Timothy relationship, like the benefit outweighs the risk. Yeah. Um, obviously, the risk is worth considering, and you want to be sure, like, yeah, does this person, is this lining up? You know, uh, do, does their life exi- exhibit the kind of godly character that the Bible describes? You know, um, is there fruit there? Um, you know, I know what I want to avoid, but what do I want to be like? You know, those things are worth considering. But I think at the end of the day, we shouldn't write these things off or limit ourselves or say no to something because there might be a little bit of a risk Mm -hmm. because the benefit is so important. And we just see that all throughout scripture. We see that all throughout our life. And even in, you know, a lot of our teaching here at Freedom, you know, it's not good that man should be alone. So whether that's talking about, you know, marriage or just friendships, mentors, those types of relationships. I, I think it's such a such a uh, detriment when we isolate ourselves from yeah. any kind of relationship. Well, and I mean, just obviously to wrap it up, but like following Jesus requires risk. Yeah, like it, it's just gonna it's gonna require that, and 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 I think that we learn we learn a lot through that we learned we learned to trust we learned to to put our faith and and i think that if we're like if we're just putting our faith in that relationship with that person to produce it without really going lord i'm i'm not just i'm not just going to enter into a relationship where i trust this person father i'm i'm trusting you in this relationship that you're going to do do that and again i mean it's just it's that constantly going back to god and saying not my will but yours like Lord, I want I want your heart for this relationship. I want your heart for people. Um, so yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to just yeah. kind of dive into it. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. We would love to hear your thoughts. If you got something out of this video or out of Sunday sermon, uh, we would love to hear that. If you would consider sharing that in the comments, send us a direct message. We just want to hear from you. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we will see you next week.